Welcome back to Laugh, Wind and Perspire. This week, Cass, what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about life in a midlife woman. Midlife woman? No, what are we talking about? You want to be inside a midlife woman. That's absolutely fine, hun. (laughs) What it's like to be a woman in midlife? Have you had your coffee this morning? I'm now on my ginger tea. Can I just say, I did. That was quite clever. I felt like I did there your coffee this morning. It was like New York. America, Northern Ireland. Thanks, darling, for noticing. We could do a, um, uh, what should we call it? One of these on <laughs> in accents, couldn't we? <laughs> yes. Oh, I have to say, I think my favourite is a Brummy accent. I, do you know, apparently, my friend who's a Brummy says to me, you're more Brummy than a Brummy. Do you know what's bad for me? When I'm oh. with someone who's a Brummy, oh. Nina. I go I go from like that to Oh, oh really? Really? Uh, young Boston, yeah. Whatever accents, whoever I'm talking to, you're probably the same name. You become that person. So when Sasha always one... says as well, when I'm nervous, I go high pitch northern. <laughs> you can always tell when I'm nervous. I start talking like that. That's Liverpool. That's Liverpool. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, you I'm with Newcastle. No, it's the only Newcastle and Scottish, I struggle with. Oh, correct. I can do Scottish because my mother's Scottish. Don't do that, Nina. Oh, you're great at that, Em. I like that. <laughs> I can't do anything else. Then I go, you know. Can you do Welsh? Oh, only if we have a karaoke. Let's karaoke. have a karaoke. Who's called is that jacket? Oh, I love a karaoke. I'll I... be there now in a minute, isn't it? And now, well, Liverpool and Bromley are my faves, my two faves. Michelle's just told us we've gone off peace. Yes, we have. Life. Michelle, though, this is a little something, isn't it? We could give, we could, we should actually put this out as a little taster. Look how bored shitless you could be watching us two. <laughs> right, let's get on track. We're going to talk about this week being a midlife woman. Right. Welcome back to Love, Wind and Perspire. Kaz, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about life. As a midlife woman. Yes, we are. Do you want to start this or shall I? You start, names because you're you're kind of early midlife and I'm, this week, I am real midlife. You really are, aren't you? You're like middle midlife, beyond middle midlife, actually. Uh, you're, what is mid? Okay, when is midlife? Do you know, that's actually a really good question. When is midlife? I think when I hear the word midlife, to me, I think 50 and beyond. Yeah, me too. But actually, that's if you're lucky enough to live to 100. Absolutely, because what is the, like, we don't know when we're going to live till. So if I died tomorrow, my midlife would have been when I was 28. Cheering, very cheery. Yeah, I tend to think of it as 50. I think, because I think, you're 55 this week, right? Yeah. I know I don't look at. No, you don't, babe, you really don't. Thanks. Um, I, yeah, for me, I think it's, 50 because I think there is something as well when you hit 50 I don't know you seem to give less of a shit or is that because I went into menopause at 50 as well so the combination of the two making me give less of a shit but also names how old are you now hun? 50 I 
I'll be 52 in February. So when <laughs> you think about, yeah, you look at, um, so 50, but also do you think that midlife is also your daughter's older? So you're not so mummified as in your, your mummified. not my, you no, know, I know what you mean. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe. I've not thought about that, but, but yeah, quite possibly. I'm not, yeah, having to, listen, you always worry. I think actually now she's starting to go out a bit more to parties. You are worried worse. More, actually. So, but it's a different kind of worry. Your independence is a little bit. That's it. Yeah. Isn't it? So where you suddenly think, well, I don't need to do this for my daughter but and I'm like and you're a bit like well what do I do now like yeah, you know I can do more yeah I know what you're saying yeah 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 totally yeah quite possibly but I think I don't know I, I genuinely believe and a lot of the women that we talk to on rants are very much like yeah I kind of hit 50 it's almost like people say I hit 50 and I don't give a shit so I don't know if people use that as a benchmark to go do you know what I've worried about the stupidest little of things and never put myself first. But now I'm 50, half a century. I am actually going to think, bollocks to that. I'm going for it. And there, did, there was something for me about hitting 50 that did make me think, ah, sod it. I've always kind of been that person anyway. I was just about to say, names. were you always, you're, I can imagine you're a lot like me where you've always been a don't give a shit. In a nice way, you know, yeah. you don't worry about what you, you know, you're happy to dress in a lovely way. You're happy to wear red lipstick and you're happy to do, you, um, does age worry you? Like, do you feel that at midlife that you should be a certain way or you, you wish you'd have done so, something I think different? all of your life, you should have that kind of, just do it, just do it. But I don't think you realise that until you get older, because when you're younger, you feel you're, what's the word, where you, you know. Yeah, you're indis not indispensable. Indisposable? In indestructible. Something like that. Whatever that word is, <laughs> you feel like you are never. Yeah. Nothing bad is ever going to happen. You've got so much time on your hands. It's not got... even inevitable. What's the word? Infinity. No? What is the no. word? No. You feel like. Hopefully our producer will slip the road the word in uh, and um and, and let us know what that word is. Uh yeah, I'm just looking on the chat now. Um I'm not I'm helping, not helping you, out. you out. That's so rude. Can't believe that. Anyway, anyway, you feel that you're not going to you just don't you don't think about death. You don't think about people no. dying. You don't think about you just don't, you know, and, and you think just about do what you want. Like you don't worry about so much other people. But then when you get older, and I think you In lose loved ones, you look at it differently. Invincible. Invincible. <laughs> That's the badger. We Invincible. knew it. Thank she you. She hasn't reached menopause yet, so she doesn't get out. No, menopause. she doesn't, yeah. So she obviously still feels invincible. I think you just look at things very differently as you get older. And I think as well, if you lose a parent, I think that makes yeah. you look at things differently. And I think it's very cruel and upsetting when people lose parents at a very young age. And I always know people say, listen, what you don't know, you don't miss. But I think, mm. I don't know, I just think that's very sad and very cruel. I think you have to be, for yeah, me yeah. personally, 50 plus, I think is reasonable to lose a parent, I think, because then you've always had that love and that. 50 nurture. years of it. 
yeah yeah but then as a young person yeah. I think also as well though with if you've got it's like with when you lost your dad died when he got dementia really didn't he that yeah, totally. you know that and I think when you see somebody's life go in that way you're like well I'm just gonna make the best of my life it's like when I got breast cancer I've always wanted to I've done a lot travel and I've always wanted to do I'll do anything do it within reason but you, all the time like even, say with travel you think well I'm gonna save up for that I'm gonna go there and now it's like fuck it I'm just gonna do it obviously if I've got the money you all doesn't even have to be a financial thing it's just I want to go and Know, swim in the sea and then you yeah, go swim in the sea yeah and I'm gonna I think wait. As well, when when you're younger you don't think about your savings or your security I do think that is something that's hit me more when I've hit this <laughs> age I think right okay I want this and I'd like this you know bit of money secure in case you know my husband passes away or something like that I think there is a lot more of that on one day but then another day I'll think sod it spend it can't take it with you Absolutely. It depends what mindset I'm in. What? So I have changed. So I think with midlife, I think you start to think different things. So as much as you think, ah, you also think I want a bit more security because you never really had those thoughts when you were younger, when you were invincible. I think also when you're younger, when you talk about pensions, my ex-husband always used to say to me, because we've got to, you know, we've got to sort out your pension. I'm like, oh, why? I want the money now. I don't want to worry about that. But suddenly, Thursday, I'll be 55. And I'm a bit like, oh, I haven't got a pension. Yeah, but Kaz, I am that person as well. I think, oh, it's mm. right, 52. Like, you know, I've got like little pensions that I had. You know, when we were younger, we could take those ones out that had, was it SERPs or something that the government gave us? I don't know. But I, so I know there's one knocking about somewhere in the universe. But oh, yeah. have I invested it? No. Am I going to regret that? Quite probably, but I'm not going to worry about it right now. <laughs> well, also, it's like it's like retiring. I, I love what I do, so I don't want to. I don't think about retiring. I just love what because if I hated what I did and I had no pension, I would be miserable as sin because I'd be thinking, "Oh shit, I've got I've got to work until I'm ninety before I can retire." But when you love something and you don't feel like it's your work. I don't think it's a problem then, do you? Do you think no, about I retiring don't, but, things? But you see, and I love that attitude. I think that is amazing because you want to keep going on until you are 90. You know, that's what yeah. you do. You help people out at the gym. You help them get fitter, etc. But what, what, it's very morbid, but what if that is taken away from you? Then what are you going to do? All right, we have a state pension. But the thing is, right, I'm going to answer I'm answering for you. Because actually, if that is taken away from you, it's taken away from you. What is the point in worrying about it until you get there? Exactly. But then you see, I put my head on that goes, well, I want a bit of security. Oh, sod it, spend it. You can't take it with you. And it, there is like this battle in my head, actually, when I think about it. Yeah. I get, I just think, oh, when my dad dies or leave me a little bit of money, I might be all right. But then my dad could live for another 20 years. So, like, I've got to carry on working till I'm 75. You know, <coughs> as well, and I think... But that's the other thing like people have said to me and I have managed to pay my mortgage off however that is thanks to my late dad so is that a huge worry lifted from my shoulders absolutely and people have yeah. said to me god you're so lucky you paid your mortgage off yes but I lost my dad for that yeah but this what would is you the other thing have? 
your dad back yeah. without dementia or your mortgage paid off. I know what I would want. 100%. You know I mean? 100%. Because I know my dad as well would have helped me pay my mortgage. <laughs> so, so exactly. you know, yeah, 100%. So, and I've had this conversation with many people and, and, I've, and I've said those words, yeah, but I've had to lose my dad for it. And they go, yeah, yeah, I suppose. But the mainly, I think the way that you end up paying off your debts and your bills and your whatever is through inheritance. Yeah. And if you think about it, our parents did bloody good because a lot of them didn't get inheritance. They actually made it all happen themselves and they've left that us. inheritance to us because everything has gone up. It's very difficult to get on the ladder. Really hard. You know, so so Will Freya and Lucas benefit from Miles and I passing 100%, unless I've got that head on that says, Sonny, <laughs> you can't take it Let's with you. <laughs> we are going on every holiday you can imagine. Yeah. But then yeah. I know a lot of parents uh, above us, sorry, not not our, our our age group, who who are don't do things because they want to give their children money, money. because they that can't. Was my dad and I used to say to him, "Dad, don't spend yeah. it." Yeah, and look what happened. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and my thing is, I came into this world with nothing. What, and I'm going to go with nothing. I've got little bits, you know, little bits of jewellery I leave to my godchildren and stuff, but I don't have loads of money, but I love life and I live <laughs> beyond mine. Do you know what? So what, Kaz? Do you know what I mean? You're happy. You don't worry about it. Good for I you. I don't worry about it. You know what it. I also think as well? If I lost everything tomorrow, I have got bloody great friends. Exactly. And I know they would genuinely take me in and vice versa. Yeah. You know that, don't you? You know yeah. that. Um, you've got people around you that would support you, and 100%. which is lovely. So, midlife—that's the money side of things. What about the physical side of things? Needs? Do you think we care less about? And I don't mean our image, no, on our outside, but maybe our body image. Not like our, you know, like whether we skinny or whether we got a flat tummy. I think or whether there's two got... sides to that. I really think there's two sides to that. I think some of us give less of a shit and just embrace it. Yeah. And I think there are many, many women out there that look at themselves that they are now in their 50s and go, oh, but I used to look like that. Let me tell you, yes, you used to look like that. You are never, <laughs> so ever going to look like that again. And I yeah. hate to be the bearer of that really bad and shocking news, but it's not possible. It's no. not possible. Unless you obviously go under the knife and have whatever. But I bet you any money you'll still be disappointed with yourself. And you would say exactly the same to a friend. If a friend came to you, if you're listening and said, oh, do you know what? But look what I used to be like. I guarantee you'd go, yeah, but that was yeah. then. This is yeah. now. It's not, you know, our bodies start to sag. You know, we tend to gain weight more. You know, if we've been lucky enough, we've gone through pregnancy. <coughs> We're maybe in menopause. You know, we've had bloody periods. Oh my God. And like, you know, our hair might thin, our hair goes grey. We might not want to embrace grey hair. We've got all the brown liver spots on our faces and it's all about how you embrace it and thinking like my thing is I love my brown liver spots because I just think of all the lovely sunny holidays I've had and all the countries I've been to and I love I don't really like my hair going grey but I dye it blonde fine I don't need that's fine with me do I like my skin going saggy no but it's life means it's life this body but my yes. body has been to hell and back, I think, 
from miscarriages to endometriosis to hysterectomy to breast cancer to everything. Mm. But you know what? It's it's still here. And I just think it's warts and all, scars. I love that, Kaz. That is such a lovely way of looking at it. Um, yeah, it has been through a lot. And it and it's you're right, you are still here. Yeah. And you know, you just think, you know, you think like and mental health as well. Mental health has a massive effect on our bodies physically and and also the medication that I'm like the anti-anxiety tablets, they slow everything down. I'm not as it's funny that my friends I was with yesterday, I went, it was a it's a 10-year wedding anniversary tomorrow. It's both their their second marriage and he is one of my bestie, bestie friends from school. And he's so happy and she's just gorgeous. And I found what I wore and how I looked on their te- on their wedding day. And I showed them and I went, that was the last time I was able to fit into that all in one thing. But I said, I don't feel, I feel I'd like to be get into that again, but it doesn't affect me as much as it would have done. If I, do you know what I mean? When I was younger, because I would be, angry at myself I'd be dieting I'd be just being a dick basically to my body and now I I'm happier with my body yeah. because it's been through so much yeah and I and I think it's about not being so hard on yourself you know that self-talk and it's a bit like you know I always say yeah I'm a 16 to 18 right would I like to be a 14 to 16 yes yes I would I, you know yeah. but I am not going to hate myself until I get there. Because the reality is, I love food. Am I going to get there? Potentially not. <laughs> so I'm not going to hate myself in that whole time until I get there. Because that is so much self-negativity, which yeah. is so shit to carry. It's horrible. Now, my thing is, uh, again, I've always said this about dying unhappy or dying and you didn't eat that piece of cake because you wanted you were on a diet. Like when you're older, like one of my clients is 78 and she's always saying to me, oh, Karen, do you think my tummy's a bit too big? I said, 78, you should be having the sherry, having the cake. You could be pouring sherry on your bloody cornflakes for all I care. But you've got to, it's how you feel. You don't want to be worrying about what you're going to bloody eat at 78. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yes, for a reason. But then... (sighs) It's so hard, isn't it? Because then in one in one breath, if I went to the doctors, I'd be classed as obese. Yeah. And that's really bad for you. It depends, Onines, because you can still be obese and be healthy. Do you know what? I To be fair, the last health check I had, which was a while ago now, probably about, I don't know, five years ago, it was the um, diabetes one, your cholesterol, all that kind of st- stuff, and it was fine. And actually... I know my mum was thinking, well, she got off lightly there. Um, you know, because actually I think they were expecting me to have a high cholesterol and yeah. whatnot. And it didn't happen. I've got another check now. So have you and also talking of that, because you're 52, have you had a mammogram? I've had a mammogram before, yeah. Yeah. When interesting you say 52 there, because my mum, and I know she's worried about this. Her mother died at 52, right? Now, she always says to me, oh, you know, you're so like my mum, same build, same blah, blah, blah. My mum is really small, really petite, right? And her mother wasn't. We're very much the same size. And I know she's worried about me dying at 52 because I resemble her mum. What does she die of? 
I think it was something to do with her heart. That's terrible. Mm. We should really know that. But I was so young. Um, and, yeah, so, I well, I know she is. I know yeah. she is. So I think, again, bringing it back to midlife, you kind of... Yeah. You know, so if you... So if you were to, so Denise, if you had a health check and you said, and they said to you, right, you're pre-diabetic, your cholesterol's high, you're a bit overweight, you need to lose weight, what would you do? Yeah, I'd have to do it. I'd have to do it. There is yeah. no two. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I wouldn't have that bit of cake because I would, but I'd cut down. Listen, yeah. there is so much opportunity for me to cut down, but I choose not to at the moment. <laughs> that, that's the truth of it but if they say to me look you're pre-diabetic yeah your cholesterol's really high absolutely yeah. I've got to do that and I want to be here for my my son and my daughter yeah my husband, you know um yeah yeah what you've got to do isn't it I mean and that but life is for living and not existing and I want to if I'm going out um uh, if I'm going out so I went out for lunch or Saturday went out for roast dinner yesterday and then me, two of us always have a pudding. The other two don't. Sticky toffee pudding is our fave. There's sticky toffee pudding. Four of us had a pudding. And I am not going to go. You, years ago, I used to go, mm, I shouldn't really have that. Nobody should really have sticky toffee pudding. But why not have it and enjoy it? Why not? Because people see it as a weight gainer, which, let's be real, it is. Salad isn't, you know. But you're not going to. I don't need sticky toffee pudding. That was a lot. Do you know what I mean? If you ate that every day, I would probably say, and you want to lose weight, I'd probably say, cut out three days of having sticky toffee pudding. <laughs> don't do it every day. But why would you go out and have a salad? I want to go out and have a pizza or a roast dinner. Do you know what, as well, just talking about weight gain, I think when you get older, obviously, you know, midlife beyond, it's harder to lose weight. But then they do say as you get older, your appetite decreases a bit. So I'm waiting for that. I don't know when that kicks in. <laughs> but again, when you hit menopause, which we've not really touched on yet, when you hit bloody menopause, truth, all the bloody symptoms that come with that, you know, weight gain is one of them. And it's so hard to bloody lose weight. Why is that? Because... I'm telling you now, science-wise, from a health professional, what happens is the thing is when you, when you normal people go into menopause, you have a gradual, so it's a slow process. So your muscles is your is your metabolism, your muscles are your metabolism. So when they're tight and dense, that's your engine going like that. As you're going perimenopause, they start going like that. So you're still eating the same. So the energy that you're taking in isn't being used up because your engine has slowed right down. And then when you get into menopause, it's literally like that. So how do we speed it up? Weight training. Really? Yeah. Because you gain more muscle. So what you don't gain more muscle... What you're doing is, is you're making it dense again. So when the, when you start doing weight training, you start speeding up again. So to repair that muscle that you've just worked, you need the energy to repair it. 
Does that make sense? So when you go yeah, for well, a walk... Yeah, it does make sense. I'm just wondering if it's the latest trend that people are talking about, though. No. I know that sounds bad because, every, you know, yeah. and then next time, no, you need to do cardio, to, you know. No, this has always been... This is science, Nings. But the problem is women are scared to do it because they think they're going to get bulky. You burn off more calories doing weight training than you do doing cardio in a long period Is that of time. anybody or just menopausal women? Every single person. Shut up. Every single person. So why are we now only talking about this then? And everyone was like, oh, do cardio. When, no, cardio, we need cardio needs. We need, because we can't we... make our heart strong through sort of pumping iron, but we can make our heart strong from walking and running and skipping. You know, remember skipping that, skipping you were going to do, and um, cycling. But to make our muscles stronger and to make our bodies Back to, you know, you can reverse your age as well. So you can reverse Through doing it. weight training. Through doing weight training, yeah. And you'll never get bulky. So where I've just joined the gym and I'm sitting on one of those seats and I bring my legs up with weights on them, that's good? Yeah. And I'm doing one where I sit down and I do that for my arm yeah. with weights. Is that good? How many repetitions? Well, I don't know. I do it for a minute and I do it to this thing that moves. Yeah, you How many need... repetitions should I be doing? You want it to get to the point um, where it is so hard. Oh, no, that doesn't happen. It does on my leg one, not on my arm one. But you only want to do sort of eight repetitions maximum. Mm. So when I was doing, so when you're doing that, my this morning I was doing 60 kg that way. So when we say doing that, for those that are listening, we're kind of what are we doing, Kaz? Um, like 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 rowing with our arms. Uh, it's called a bench press. Oh, of course it is. I knew that. Brain fog. What the fuck? <laughs> so, but honestly, needs to going off off target a bit. Thing is, when what happened? Target on topic. And topic. Yeah. So you had to bring chocolate bars into it, didn't you? <laughs> Do you remember a target? What has a hazelnut in every bite? Squirrel shit. Squirrel shit. Do you remember um, the target? So no, go on, carry on. Exercise, we need to, um, is amazing. But it's diet as well. So what I was going to say is, as we get older, we get more tired. So everything's slowing down. So instead of coming in a lot of the time, and thinking, oh, I must go for a walk. I need to go and do a bit of exercise. We normally sit down and have a glass of wine. And then, you know, it's calories and then it's food and then it's, we slow down. But we enjoy that, don't we? We do, but I love, but I love exercise names. Right, we've just lost probably two thirds of our followers with that statement. <laughs> well done, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But then I love the food as well, Names. I know you do, darling. Listen. And I I put on, in the last five years, two stone. But I don't look at it like that. I look at no, it No, you as, don't. You don't. I can't look at it like that, Names. I can't because my body's been through so much. So I do what I can now. And I enjoy going out and eating. Yes, I'd like to be slimmer. Yes, I would. But I'm doing what I love still. And I'm working and I'm enjoying life. And that's what yeah. you've got to do. Do you know what? That is that is it, isn't it? That is it in a nutshell. Enjoy your life, but be healthy. And do what you can. 
Like if you can go to the gym or you go for a walk, like you went for a dog walk yesterday, Means. Brilliant. Yeah, love that. I do enjoy my dog walks. There you are. You said it. To be fair, Jerry does slow me up now, though, Jerry Springer, Spaniel, because he's now 14. He's not what he used to be. So I'm not sure it's beneficial to cardio because um, I think a snail's pace is probably quicker. So when you do your cardio at the gym, do you get out of breath? Yes. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, I come out of there sweating, red-faced and sweaty. But what yeah, happens because... is the type of machines that they are, you get assessed every third one and then they up it and stuff if they feel. Oh. They've, got, they've got like this machine that shows them. I need to show you because you would be really fascinated by it. I know is, it te- is it techno, Jim? I don't know, Kaz. I really don't know. If you're asking about the music choices, it tends to be 80s, not techno. Love that. Oh, it's great. There's no mirrors in our gym. Yeah, I get that, but I don't get it. I like the mirrors to see and see shape, and it can be a detriment as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, there's pros and cons, isn't there? Absolutely. There is. But just talking about going, going back to midlife again, I feel like we really need to touch on menopause and all, a, a lot more because it's the lack of estrogen and the progesterone that throws us into menopause. And those are the two hormones that kind of, well, estrogen especially is what keeps our skin elasticized, plump you know, et cetera. So when that depletes, it starts depleting from the age of about 25, apparently. But when you hit menopause, it's pretty much a goner. So I have noticed such a change in my skin. And my mum and my dad have both got good skin. So I do think, I'm hoping touch wood, I've, you know, gene-wise, it will carry me through. But already... Your skin looks really plump, though, Nains. It doesn't look saggy or... Fat don't crack, babe. That's what I always say, honestly. But you see, I look at it and I can see bits on it that obviously what we all do, don't we? You know, I mean, I've got makeup on, but, but you know, I've had some fat um, injections, dissolving injections here. I mean, that's working. Look at that turkey neck. No, it takes four to six weeks to so give it time, give it time. But I can't stand that. And don't get me wrong, I am all for ageing wrinkles etc right i'm not going to be somebody i've said it now that you know is is like this that's not me but this i see all the time but that's because i'm overweight and i know that but i'm a lazy bitch that wants to eat and can't be asked to do anything (laughs) but the worst thing is (laughs) if you lost weight that would just be skin exactly exactly so keep eating Gets keep eating every time. <laughs> in midlife, keep eating. That's what we do. You just die fat and happy. Do you know, from a bloke's point of view, I want to talk about this. Two people I know, men, are wetting themselves, etc., because they've got illnesses. Now, this is really, really making their lives very um, uh, small, their, their yep. world small, because they don't want to go anywhere because they're worried they might wet themselves. Totally get that, right? But I had a conversation about these two men. One was present yesterday. One is in his 70s. Actually, they're both in their 70s. And I said, as women, we go through periods, pregnancy. After pregnancy, we may have bladder leaks, and then we go through menopause. So 
from a really young age, we leak, right? And we deal with it. Knickers. Yeah, absolutely. We deal with it. As a guy, all of a sudden something happens uh... and you can wet yourself. So for them to put a pad in or for them to wear, you know, pull-up pants to make them safe, oh, no. They're like, no, I'm not doing that. No, I don't, I'm not doing that. And it's like, why not? And it's a sense of pride, you know. Yeah. But whereas I put a pad in my knickers every single day. But I was trying to say to them, look, you know, if we leak, if we, you know, as a woman from a young age, we put pads in or we've used tampons. As a guy, just put the bloody pants What's on. What's it you know? matter? And if you wait yourself, you just chuck them away. You use the next ones. Oh. <laughs> So actually, as women, we go through an awful lot, but it teaches us an awful lot. I think it builds our resilience. It builds, yeah. I don't know. I, and I've also never, never had anything like that. So when they do start doing that, it's like, well, that's it. My life's done. My life's over. Yeah. and But also, that's Ning, how they both feel. We talk about it. Yeah. So if I said to you, I'd be going, means, oh, I've got a real problem. Um, you know, I'm, I had stress incontinence when my mum died. I'd never even heard of it. I couldn't understand where well, I'd be trying to get my key in the door as normal and he's go for a wee. I couldn't hold it. I just wet myself. But hang on. What's that called? Stress incontinence? Stress incontinence. Yeah, I'd never heard of it. No, no, I've never heard of that, hun. And it was to do with my body reacted so badly when my mum died. I came out in hives. I came, mm. my body felt like I had run a marathon every fucking day. I couldn't, I was wetting myself. And yes, I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of it. How long did that last for? God, about it was quite a while. It was about six months. But even wow. now, on occasions, if I'm a bit stressed, I need to go for a wee. I'm like, whoa, need to go for a wee. Do you know, shock does incredible things to your body, doesn't it? Not in a good way. Oh, yeah, shock is a bitch. And I think shock it's something is... in that moment you just, well, you just carry on, don't you? And then well, it's it like you later. Oh, and that, but that is also like with postnatal depression isn't it then suddenly you give birth and you're like what the fuck I can remember I had postnatal depression badly I can remember looking at Freya when she'd just been born and thinking fuck oh my god like what what have I done and I don't know why I didn't really appreciate when I was pregnant I I don't know what I thought but I can remember looking at her and going Fuck, I have got you for 18 years minimum. 18, <laughs> it's not just something like, you know, you'd look after a dog for a fucking weekend and go, there you go, thanks. I, I just didn't, I didn't appreciate the responsibility. No. And I think, I don't think there's enough talked about that. That's another subject we will have to go on. Yeah, we will. 100% parents, have to go on that. Parents, but if anyone's oh. listening now, trust me, promise you, you come through the other side. Postnatal depression, depression. You yeah. you kind of ride that black dog with a with with some help, but I promise you, you come out the other side. You do. Well, and I also think as well, means we've met with when we go talking the midlife side of it, is that's what happens. You know, when you can go through menopause and you get that horrible anxiety, and you're like, what? Why am I? Why am I suddenly feeling like this? What is it? And that's the estrogen that is lowering in the body. Interesting. So you can take HRT for that obviously you need to get checked out and all that stuff but also you can take antidepressants as well if if need be but well, always which brings us on nicely to HRT because 
pre-pandemic, people were going to the doctor saying, I feel very low mood. Um, you know, I've got brain fog um, uh, and I feel really, you know, down low. Now, that is all textbook menopause, but that's also textbook depression. So, uh, you know, I feel for doctors who have been absolutely slammed that they women have been misdiagnosed for HRT because I get it. They've not been trained in HRT. They are yeah. GPs, general practitioners. So actually they did what they thought was right in that moment. Since everybody has started to talk about menopause, we now realize that if you go on HRT, then and people know more about it, um, it's so much better for you with the estrogen. So I've just had a, a phone call actually with a friend of mine and I kept saying to her, Amanda, I really believe you're perimenopausal. And this has been going on for about 18 months. She had brain fog, she couldn't handle stuff. She'd never had anxiety, never. She has three children. She was snapping at them left, right and centre. She's, I knew she's on it. She's been on it for about two weeks. And she said this morning, oh my God, it's a game changer. I'm like a different woman. She's been using the estrogen gel and yeah. she's got the marina co coil for her progesterone, um, which uh, if you've got a marina coil, basically that the, the progesterone just comes out itself you don't need to worry about it you just need to rub the gel in your thigh oh, I think it is every day. Oh, yeah. um so putting the estrogen back into her body for anxiety it she just said mm. it Nina it's gone yeah it's gone um and that was her biggest thing really and her brain fog she said oh my god it was just things like names you know a mid-conversation I'd stop she said it's she said it's like a miracle now listen I'm not saying that's going to happen for every single person some women We'll, we'll use estrogen for a couple of days and then go, oh, my God, I feel so much different. Some women, it can take up to three months. But it's also about getting the balance right, which is a bit like an antidepressant, yeah? Absolutely. So um, it may be that you go on Prozac, it doesn't really work for you, but then you go on to something like Citralopan or Venlafaxine, and, and that does work for you. It's about getting the balance right. So I'm now about to change my third lot of HRT. Don't get me wrong. It, God, it has helped me. I've been on patches and inserting a little progesterone tablet vaginally but this little tablet eutrogestion that I was taking I was taking it orally and I felt very anxious and then a menopause specialist said to me if you insert that same tablet vaginally you get much less side effects side effects yeah who knew but, but it takes that one person to say that to you. And it's very lucky that we've got rants and someone had said that. So I have said that to women, although disclaimer, you must check. I'm not saying all progesterones can be taken. My particular one can be taken vaginally. So if you are getting side effects, when you believe that it's time to take your progesterone, speak with your doctor, put in a call or a pharmacist, go to a pharmacist and say, can I take this vaginally? You have to insert it every day. Not the best thing to be fingering yourself daily, but you know, um, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel, literally. <laughs> That's HRT wrapped up in a nutshell. You Certain can't take out HRT, can you? Let's talk about you. Well, Nines, that's that that uh, that's a cancer chat. Yes, possibly. Now I'm five years down the line. Maybe who knows? I'm going to go and speak to a, a menopause expert. So just you had breast cancer, so you couldn't. It, now you poten potentially, possibly could. Is that right? Well, you you. It, and it's so individual depending on what your cancer was <clears throat> is and I don't have a womb I don't have breasts or a false breast I don't have a womb or or um, ovaries or anything and I'm 55 so 
potentially I could take a little something, but I would only speak to a professional menopause doctor and also my oncologist to make the right decision. So, yeah. Cool. Bless on that you. note. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I think there is so much more to talk on, talk about when it comes to midlife. But I think we've touched on quite a bit, haven't we? Oh, my God. Maybe okay. we need to talk about being in midlife once every couple of months because there's never ending. No. I wonder what it's like when you get into old, old. Do you give a shit even less then? I think you do, but I think you have different worries, don't you? Like getting from A to B, like being able to drive. Because I think your confidence bottles a little bit more, maybe. Yeah. Balance, falling, all that stuff. Yeah, I think I, note, am, I am just going to be one of those people that sits down the pub, I think. Look at you. Flat. Oh, my God, Kaz, that's amazing. Do you remember the old, in the 80s, dun, 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 dun. I can do that with my false boobies as well, but I won't do that on here. Not not today. See, now, if you gave me that challenge, could I do that with my boobies? I'm going to practice that at the gym. I'm going to say, I'm going to say to Lee and one of the trainers, do me a favour, hold that one. Now hold that one. A cheeky, cheeky grope at the gym. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. You are so kind. And we'll We've loved it, as usual. Yeah. Two old birds. Two midlife ladies having a chat. Like and subscribe and leave a review on podcasts. Is that right, Kaz? Like and subscribe and leave a review on podcasts. Woohoo! Thanks for listening, everybody. Woo!